Say new beginnings. New beginnings. Say new beginnings. new beginnings. Praise the Lord. Now God is the God of new beginnings. Hmm? If you want to stay where you at, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> right? You got to get up and go to a new place. All of us do. Amen. And sometimes we have to move geographically. Sometimes we have to move uh, emotionally. Sometimes we have to kind of get it together and move ourselves spiritually a little bit. Sometimes we got to straighten out our stuff here because we, we tucked in our jacket or something. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord, this is a scripture that Michael uh, spoke on last week. Now the Lord had said to Abram. Think about it. When he said this, Abram was 75 years old. Do you know anybody that has obeyed God every single time instantly really quick? No. I don't either. So what makes us think that Abram's going to be any different? He might have been dealing with Abram for 70 years. Woo-wee. Say move, Abram. Come on. Say new beginnings, Abram. Come on, man. Get thee out of thy country from your kinfolks, from your father's house to a land that I'll show you. I'll show you when you get to moving. If you refuse to move, you'll never see it. You'll never see it. Listen to me, friends. If you cannot be convinced to move without God showing you the whole plan, you'll never leave the place you're at. If you've got to understand the whole plan before you can be convinced to move, welcome to where you're at because that's where you're going to stay. You're going to hear the truth at this church. Amen. Faith means that we are willing to obey God if we don't get it at all. We don't understand it. We may not even like what God's telling us to do. Can you imagine that? In the army, do the soldiers always like what they're told to do? No. No. And I will make of you a great nation. Why don't you make me a great nation here, Jesus? I'm just going to touch up your plan a little bit here, see? Because uh, I, I think if you just kind of make me a great nation over here in Ur of the Chaldees and Babylonia, that'd be all right. It'd be a lot simpler. Save some money. I know you're kind of running out of money, Jesus. So, you know, I could save you some dough and kind of, you know, fix your plan a little bit. Make me a great nation over here. He says, no, you leave and then I'll make you a great nation. He's saying the same thing to every single one of us. You obey God, then greatness can come on you. And it requires movement. It requires uh, new beginnings. Amen. You know, the thing about Christian people is we have a propensity to turn the move of God into a religion. And I dare say, having been amongst them for over 30 years, that many of your word of faith churches have turned it into a religion. I mean, they're still, they're still wearing the same suits and ties that Kenneth Copeland wore in the 70s. You go to their churches and they're still dressed like they were 40 years ago. And guess who's in their church? The same people that were there 40 years ago. And to hell with the next generation. We got to keep our religion in this little box. That's what Cindy was telling us today. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes, amen, to reach the next generation. Because like she said, if we do not, the church will die. Not just this church, but the church will die. In many places worldwide, uh, uh, churches are dying. The church in certain nations has already died. In certain nations, they are already stacking hay where they used to have church services. It's a pity. 
We have a golden opportunity to be significant. Who wants to go with me? Huh? Aren't you tired of, of, of just going around the same mountain and, and chasing the same devils and dealing with the same addictions and living in the same patterns of depression and defeat? Who's tired of it? I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm just done. Why don't you start right here and say, I don't have hang-ups no more. Well, I, do. I couldn't say that. My, my counselor, you know, my psychiatrist wouldn't like me talking like that. I'm your psychiatrist right now for the next 30 minutes, all right? <laughs> I'm going to write you a prescription, okay? Say this, so I can do this. I will not look back. I shall not look back. I cannot look back. Am I going too fast? Somebody told me sometime. Somebody told me one time, you go way too fast, we can't follow you. Okay. I'll try to slow it down. <laughs> See, I can do this. I will not look back. I shall not look back. I must not look back. My future's in the future. The answer's not in the past. The answer is not in the problem. Praise the Lord. You got to get. You just sometimes you got to get up and walk away from your problems. Praise the Lord. Sometimes when you walk in love, you got to walk away. Yeah, but these people, I can't get these people to change. Well, how long you been trying to change them? Thirty-five years now. Seems like sooner or later we'd wake up and realize you can't change people. Faith don't change people. Faith don't change people. Faith changes things, and faith can change me, and God can change people if you stop trying to tinker with them. Amen, amen, amen. Let God be God. You be you. I'll be me. Let God be God. Amen? Praise the Lord. I will make of you a great nation if and when you go to the place that I'm going to show you when you get there. I'm not going to give you no brochure. I'm not going to give you a drop pin. You're not going to know until you get there. We have to learn to walk by faith. And I will bless you. Do, you. do you know what that means? I will bless you. Anybody? Empower, empower you to prosper. Say prosper. prosper. Tell your faith buddy, prosper ye. Prosper. Who needs a faith buddy over here? Who, say prosper ye. Prosper. Come on, prosper. Come on, prosper. Jack, you prosper right now. You prosper. Come on. What's prosper mean? That means do better. Whatever you did last year, you're going to do better next year, this year. Amen. However much money you made last year, you're going to make more money this year. Amen. Do you believe that? Yes. No, I'm on a fixed income. Well, unfix it. Stop talking that away. Say, this year is my best year. I'm not getting 100% participation here. Is everybody awake? Everybody okay? We got coffee, everything good? The temperature is absolutely perfect. Everybody good? Say, this year, my best year. I will not look back. I will not dwell on the past. I will not dwell on the failures. Be strong now. You got to be strong. People will pull you down. The past will pull you down. Your memories, until you train your mind how to think, your memories can pull you down and wreck your future. It's up to you. It's not up to God. It's up to you to make up your mind that I'm not going to let my memories, people, the past, nothing hold me down hold me back amen. amen i don't care how many times you've been whipped get up get back in the fight say i'm gonna do what god called me to do everybody i am gonna do what god called me to do i cannot be defeated 
I will not be defeated. I will not quit. I have zero quit in me. Why, why should I quit? I'm a child of God. Hmm? Hmm? Are you a child of God? Are you a child of God? Then why would you quit? Why don't you just outlive the devil? You're going to see him chucked in that hole. You know that, right? You and me are going to see him chucked in that hole. What a great day that'll be. Woo-wee! Amen. We're going to see it. And I will bless you. I'm going to empower you to what? I can't hear you. I'm going to empower you to? I'm going to empower you to? Man, if God empowers you to prosper, you got it made. Say prosper. Everything you want is on the pathway that God has called you to. The pathway of obedience. Everything you could possibly ever desire that you don't even know you want. God knows what you want even more than you know what you want. God made you. He's holding together your subatomic particles. He knows what's up. Trust him. Get on that path of obedience. And friend, he's going to make you, he's going to make it all work out. Come on, and you're so young, you got plenty of time. Let's do this. What do you say? Got plenty of time. If you'll just get started. You know, uh, Warren Buffett, right? The great investor. Berkshire Hathaway. Anybody own any shares of Berkshire Hathaway? It's worth about like $100,000 a share, right? Ford's worth about $11 a share, something like that, last time I looked. He said the key to investing is, number one, get started. Number two, don't quit. Rocket science, huh? Same thing in the kingdom. Get started. Get on the right path, and don't you ever quit. If you hang around me, I'm not going to let you quit. Me and Cindy, we don't know how to quit. Huh? We just don't know. We're just not very good at it. We, not be, we may not be very good at a lot of stuff, but one thing we're lousy at is quitting. Huh? You know why? Because we don't know when we're whipped. <laughs> People thought, well, you guys should have given up a long time ago. Are you still doing that church thing? <laughs> what else is there to do? Come on, there's nothing else to do. Amen. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great new beginnings means god's going to make your name great if you make his name great he's going to make your name great take his name with you everywhere you go when you go to the mall find somebody that needs jesus amen we found a fellow jay if you're watching you're listening jay uh you know how many cell phone repair places there are in the mall i had no idea we, we saw like a dozen places you could fix your cell phone within like 50 yards it's amazing. I got lost in that mall. I was panicking. I could hear my own heartbeat. I'm like, where, is it? where am I? They left me. They got on escalators and elevators and left me. And what was that store you left me in? Don't ever leave me in that place again. It's horrifying. There's no moss on the north side of the trees or nothing. How are you supposed to find your way around in that place? What were we talking about? You got any idea? I will <laughs> make your name great. So we met a guy there, and he's fixing our cell phone. And uh, I just said, you know, this probably wouldn't happen to you. But if you died today, do you know where you'd go? It's really simple. He's like, well, you know you got a good one, right? When, you go, when they go, well, we're going to have evangelism Sunday coming up. I'm going to teach you how to do 
one-on-one -on -one evangelism. It's the simplest thing you've ever done in your lifetime. Make his name great, and he's going to make your name great. When the day of judgment comes and you stand before the Lord, I'm pointing, huh? I'm pointing at people, huh? When the day of judgment comes and you stand before the Lord, your name's going to be great. Huh? If you obey God. They're going to bring you to the front, Deborah. So, you know, I just said, hey, man, you know, probably won't happen. But if it did, you know where you'd go if you died? Well, I said, well, you know, the Bible says all have sinned. That's not hard to believe, is it, bro? He's like, yeah, everybody done sinned. Huh? I said, well, you know, the, uh, the wages of sin is death. That's kind of a catch-22, isn't it, bro? Or friend or whatever I called him, Jay. Yeah, that's a catch-22. Look at here. Everybody sinned, and then the wages of sin is death. How you get out of that? So, well, you know, the free gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ. Pray this prayer. And he was working on my cell phone using both hands. I said, I usually make people take my hand right here. But I'm just going to make you say this without taking my hand. Okay, Jay? He said, really? You want me to pray right here? I said, yeah, man. Right here. And he did. He said every word I asked him to say. I said, just repeat after me. And you know, you could feel it. You could feel it. You could feel the joy. You could feel the relief. You could feel the release. It's a new beginnings. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. The seed of, of the new birth is a real thing that takes place in your heart. You know that's right. When you get born again, it's like, man, the stone has rolled away, man. The old has gone. The new has come. This is real. The new birth is a real thing. And I will bless those that bless you. Wouldn't that be nice? And I'll curse those that curse you. God says... I'll be a friend to the people that are friendly to you. And the people that don't like you. The people that want to be your enemy. But it's going to be hard on them. That's a hard road. And I don't have to do nothing. I don't sit around cursing people because they don't like me. I thought everybody liked me anyway, right? I just don't know no better, right? I don't watch that channel. <laughs> people asked me one time, did you hear that the bird flu's coming? I said, I do not watch that channel. <laughs> I just, Right? <clears throat> I'll bless those that bless you, curse those that curse you, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Okay? New beginnings means a new mindset, a new way of thinking. New beginnings means new associations. Say new associations. What does that mean? That means you're going to have to turn your back on some people if you're going to be a successful Christian. There's some people that are just, you're going to have to delete their contact out of your phone. Say yes, Pastor. That's the truth. When I got born again July 13th, 1988, there's certain, I mean, I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't want to mess this up. I locked myself up in my room for months. I quit the softball team. Can you imagine that? That was the shortstop, batting third or fourth, and, you know, and I just stopped answering their phone calls. I did just this like I dropped off the earth. They came to my house. And I said, God, won't, God has not released me to come play ball with you guys. I've got to stay in here and renew my mind. I had a new beginning. This is too precious to me. This is more precious than anything to me. And my friend, Dick Regan, Dick, if you're watching, I love you, man. I prayed the sinner's prayer with him, too. I worked with him for 30 years. 
Finally, one day, he prayed the sinner's prayer just like that. Dick says, I don't know what's going on here, man. There's something cosmic going on here, man. This is Boulder, right? Something cosmic going on here, man. I'm going to leave you alone. A year later, God said, go play on that team. Be a light in a dark place. Be salt of the earth. But when you're just still getting your training wheels working right, don't be going back to that barn hanging out with those people, I said. You got no business hanging out in those dark places until you know you're a light. And now I could go to a sports bar with the team. Do you drink? No, no I mean, I'm, no, I don't drink. Why would I drink? I'm already high as a kite. What are you talking about? Right? <laughs> oh, Michael's got me. Here we go, the asterisk. We, it'll please you to know that we were at the hibachi yesterday. You, you need to know this. We were at the hibachi yesterday, and he picks up that sake. He says, you want a sake? <laughs> I said, Last time they did that, they didn't say it was sake. It just, you know, how they squirt the stuff at you, right? <laughs> okay, Jesus, all right. How come they have guys from Mexico doing Japanese? Okay. <laughs> he says, there's a Mexican egg roll, right? What is, how am I supposed to make heads? He give me, I said, you got any hot sauce? He says, yeah, you want some Diablo sauce? Si, un poco, si, por favor, no. I'm in a Japanese restaurant. Okay. <laughs> Diablo sauce. How does that translate? All right. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. New ways of seeing life. New friends. New beginnings means new ways of talking. I'll never forget it. When I, when, I mean, I, I thought that if you said one curse word, you went to hell. That's the way I was raised. <laughs> That's just the way I was raised. And so I locked myself up in my room and trained myself how to talk for months. And I had, I had a lot of foul language in my life before that. Well, you know, God let me start going out or I felt, started feeling comfortable enough to kind of go out. And I went hunting one time that fall. I got born again in July. I went hunting that fall up here at Barber Ponds. And there was a, I used to go up there and go goose hunting. I never killed anything up there, but I'd go up there and go goose hunting. Well, I got out of my car, grabbed my shotgun. I'm walking across the parking lot or something, and, and uh, I walk right in front of these guys. They're in a blind. I didn't see them. I walked right in front of them. And, you know, when you're hunting, you don't want to walk in front of somebody when they're hunting, right? Yeah. Just basic stuff, right? And I walked in front of them, and I go, oh, and I said it. I, <laughs> I said the magic word, right? I was crushed. I hung my head. I went back to my car, I put my gun in the car. I drove home weeping. Lord, I let you down. I failed, I sinned, I said a dirty word. And it, it wasn't that bad of a word. And, uh, it wasn't a good word, but it was a, it, I was crushed. New beginnings means a new way of speaking. Jesus said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, you believe that you receive them and you shall have them. <clears throat> He said, Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. The problem with most people, most Christians, is they don't believe the things that they're saying are coming to pass because they fodder their language with a lot of junk that they don't mean. 
Then when it comes time to speak faith, they've trained their spirit not to believe the words that they speak are coming to pass. So we have a lot of meaningless speech in our vocabulary. Is it any wonder when it comes time to pray for the sick that we don't believe it? We don't believe the words that we're saying are coming to pass. That's a little side journey. I won't charge you a nickel for it. Amen. All right, keep moving here. Praise the Lord. New ways of speaking. New beginnings means new ways of speaking. Am I ready for change? Or am I comfortable? Say ready for change? Or am I comfortable? Praise the Lord. Sometimes you get a little bit older and you don't want to change. You know, the amazing thing is, is that people, we know people, nobody in this room, I'm sure, that are my age or older, but they're spiritual infants. And that's the way they like it. They want their babo. What do you call that thing? What do your mamas call that little thing that you put in the baby's mouth? Binky. Binky? They want their binky. Don't take their binky. I mean, I'm talking about people that are 60, 70, 80 years old. Don't. I mean, they cannot handle any emotional disturbances at all. That is a sign of spiritual immaturity. We're not raising a bunch of people on the pathway to perpetual spiritual infancy in this church. We're raising up a generation of effective, strong, powerhouse Christians. Amen. That know what's going on. That know how to deal with life. That know how to deal with the ups and downs of life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You, you might get knocked down, but you're getting back up. You're getting back up. Amen. E even if you caused it, 100%. When I said, Psalm 94, 18, one of my favorites. When I said, my foot slipped, then your mercy held me up. It's one thing if the devil kicks you around. It's one thing if your family or friends or co-workers kick you around. But man, when you get down on yourself, that's hard. That's hard to get out of. When I said my foot slipped, your mercy held me up. When I said there's no way, I've made too big of a mess this time. There's no way to get out of this. God said, I got this. I got you, baby. I got it. It's cool. It's cool. That's the way we need to live life. That's the way we need to approach life and think about life. You're never defeated. You may have got whacked upside the head at life, but you're not defeated. Right. Say, I cannot. I, cannot. I, will not. I will not. I shall not. I, shall. I must not ever have a defeated mindset. Can God move me? If God sent you a fax and said, you got to move, would you say, oh, I can't be doing that. I rebuke you, devil. Come on, can God move us? Good question. Sometimes people tell me, well, I just can't hear from God. That's because you ignored the last 110 things he told you to do. I wouldn't keep talking to you either if you treated me that way. Huh? If you ignore everything I tell you, why would I continue to speak to you? Amen. That's not anybody here. Amen. It might have been some of us in the past. That was all of us in the past, including Abram. But let's just let's have a new beginning here where we're saying, all right, God, whatever you tell me to do, even if you're quivering, Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'm telling you, that's one of the most, if not the most powerful prayer you can, you can possibly pray. God, I'll do whatever you tell me to do and mean it. And then go find you a quiet place and sit there every day for at least five minutes. Come on, you can do five minutes. I remember 1988 when I got born again. I would spend a few mo minutes in the morning getting ready for work, you know, and praying, reading my Bible and stuff. And then I get up and I got to go, right? And I heard the Spirit of God so plain, so clear, so sweet. 
won't you stay just a little bit longer? I'm like, really, Lord? You won't spend time with me? Really? Me? Yeah. You got five minutes? How many hours a day do you, do, are you on that phone looking at it? Nonsense. Um, me too, me too, me too. Can we give God a couple of minutes? Can God move me? Or am I so set in my ways with my own agenda, my own vision, my own selfish pursuits? A new beginning means change. A new beginning means taking steps into the unknown. You got, you're not going to know the whole thing. If you do, you're not walking by faith. New beginnings may require going to a place we don't think we're going to like. It always comes up, you know, if I obey God, he's going to send me to Africa. I know he is. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Wherever he sends you, you may have no clue how wonderful it is until you get there. Amen. But you've got to let God be God. All right, Lord. And it, again, it may be geographical movement. It may be letting go of a grudge. You may have been nursing that little grudge for decades. That's my little baby grudge. Don't touch. Mm, I love that little grudge. Hmm? God's saying, throw that baby grudge in the trash. Wash your hands. Walk away. Let it go. It's killing you. New beginnings may uh, require us to go to a place we cannot afford. Don't ever use dirty words in my language. There's some words I, I would not let my kids say. I can't. Don't you, don't you ever say I can't in my holy presence. Right? Amen? Right? Is that how I raised you, Michael? <laughs> we don't say things like this at our house. We can't afford that. God's my source. He likes me. He's my daddy. Right? I may not be ready to manage that yet. Right? God may have to grow me up so I can manage some stuff. But don't say I can't afford that. Amen? Say, I will never say, I, I cannot afford that. <laughs> New beginnings means, may mean going to a place that we, can't, we formerly thought we could not afford. It may require us to go to a place where we don't know anybody. Christy, when you came to this church, did you know one soul here? How far is this church from your house? A little ways. A little ways, huh? She's here every time the doors are open. And if not, she, she, she hasn't, she'll call in, right? I have somewhere I got to go. I'm traveling or what have you. Uh, I think you got some cold weather up there at your place and had some issues with frozen pipes or something a few weeks ago, right? But she checks in, right? She doesn't have to do that, but that's honorable. That's honorable. That's being connected. I don't want to be connected. Well, then you, what's a body part worth if it's not connected? What's it capable of on its own? Besides getting run over. That's about it. People say, I always feel like I'm getting run over because you ain't connected. Get connected. That's what oikos is for. Say oikos. Is there anybody here that has not received an invitation to oikos? 
Okay, don't now you see y'all are y'all afraid of me now, I know. You think I'm gonna tackle you or something. Yes, I am! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come flying at you from the t- the third rope, right? No. Raise your hand if you've never been invited to Oikos. Please, I'm begging you, please. There's one in the back. There's one in the back. There's a couple here. All right. Look around. Look around, Oikos leaders and and understudies. The early church, they met in the big church, and they also met in homes. Because you can have friendships and interactions in homes that it is impossible to have in this environment. You're like, hi, how you doing? Love, you know, hug them, shake their hand, God bless you, pray for you, and that's it. That's okay, nothing wrong with that, but it's not really a relationship. A real relationship is when you're sharing chips and dip in the kitchen. Amen? (laughs) Gluten-free. No. 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 No dietary restrictions, right? This is, this is the New Testament. A real relationship is when you're, uh, we had an Oikos group meet the other day at uh, Golden Corral. Amen. There's some great testimonies came out of there. Amen. We had another Oikos group that met in, uh, in, um, in, a, in a home. We had another one that met in this building. Is that not correct? So there, it's easy to find one that, that suits you, that, that fits you. But you need friends. Say, I need friends. friends. Nah, that was really weak. What was that? (laughs) Say, I need friends. friends. Tell your faith buddy, say, you need friends. You need friends. friends. These are all my faith buddies over here, right? Y'all need friends. Now y'all point at me. Say, Pastor, you need friends. Come on now. Concept, huh? This is 2019. Friends. Wow. That was a show on TV about 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? Yeah, it's not just a show, it's a reality. You need friends. Who do you think you're going to be spending eternity with? Look around this room. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. Well, I've almost got to my notes here. Thank you, Lord. Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. God is the God of new beginnings. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Did you know God is going to live with you here on planet earth? Did you know that? You're going to see his face. You're going to hear his voice. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Say new beginning. beginning. Next, please. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death. Say say new new beginning. No more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. Spiritual, emotional, physical, no pain of any kind. Uh, for the former things are passed away. This is something about new beginnings that I see consistently in the Bible. You've got to let the old stuff go. You've got to let it go. You know, I had a really hard time letting go of Tim Tebow. You know that? When the, when the Broncos got rid of him, it was hard for me to let that go, right? But with faith in God, 
we moved on to the next chapter eventually, right? And we got another quarterback, and we began cheering for the Broncos again. It took me a few years. I was, uh, people were accusing me of being a Chiefs fan. But <laughs> say new beginnings, right? You got to let go of the old stuff, man. You got to let you got to let go of it. It's gone. Next, please. And he that sat on the throne said, "Behold, I make all things new." Say new beginnings. And he said unto me, "Right, for these words are faithful and true." And he said, "It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the new beginning, and the end." I will give to those that are athirst the fountain of the water of life freely. You know, in church, a lot of times we say, well, you know, you got all these steps you got to take. You got to obey everything the pastor says. We're going to put you on this 38 week program. That's not what God says. God says, you thirsty? Come get you some. Come on, get you some. You know, I don't know what they got to drink up there, sister, but whatever they got, trust me, (laughs) I'm going to have me some. You may gonna have a few drinks. Yeah. Amen. Glory. Next, please. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Say, I'm an overcomer. Say it like you mean it. Say, I'm an overcomer. No weapon formed against me can prosper. No demonic or a satanic power can touch me. Satan. You're under my feet. All your works are under my feet. All demon activity is under my feet. And just grind him into the, yeah, a little bit there. Amen. I will be his God. He should be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, every time there's a new beginning, there's a death that I see in the Bible. It's pretty amazing. Because when you get born again, that old man's got to die. The old Brian is dead. He's gone. There's no record of him in heaven. It's the, only record in him, the only record of him in heaven is that he died on the cross in Christ. Now, on Wednesday night, we're going to pick up our teaching on in Christ. There's 133 scriptures in the New Testament that talk about who you are in Christ. You need to know it. You need to know this. Tell your faith, buddy. Do you know who you are? Yeah. You know, you're in him. Okay. Let's move briskly here. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to read this in the, uh, in the New Living. Okay. Verse, starting with verse... 14. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we all, we have all died to our old life. See, every time there's a new beginning, there has to be a death. If you're holding on to the old ways, clinging tenaciously to the old ways, I'm not going to have time to get to it today. Look at me for a second. How many of you know Mark, 11, Mark chapter 11? You've read it many times. Huh? Look at the fig tree that Jesus cursed. There's a very deep spiritual significance to him cursing that fig tree. Not just for a way to you, to you to get a new Cadillac. Nothing wrong with getting a new Cadillac. But he's cursing the old religious way of doing things. 
He said, no man eat fruit of you again hereafter forever. And what's the next thing he did? He went into the temple and he overthrew the tables of the money changers and cast them out with that whip. He was very angry about the old way of doing things. And he said, okay, now I'm preaching. Okay. That's what that fig tree was. The fig tree is significant of systems. Verse 15. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Say, not mine. mine. Your will. will. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for me. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. I don't see you in your faults. I see you as a born-again child of the living God, flawless. I find no fault in you. It's easy to find fault. It requires zero creativity to criticize other people. And not much intelligence, trust me. It It takes a lot more creativity and intelligence to find the good in people. Praise the Lord. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. This is not just religion. This is reality. The old life is gone. The new life has come. And all this is a gift from God. Say new life. life. Put your hands on your heart and say new life. life. The old is gone. The old destiny is gone. I'm living a new destiny. I'm letting the old destiny die. Go ahead and shove a little dirt on it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Shove a little dirt on that old man. Now get back in there. Get back in there. Shove. <laughs> right? Bury it. And embrace your new destiny. Praise the Lord. All this is a gift from God who brought us back, uh, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task this task, like Cindy was saying today, of reconciling people to Him. How do you reconcile people to God? Well, you got to get them to quit smoking, quit drinking, quit doing all this stuff, come to church, sit there like I tell you to, do everything I tell you to. Then we'll check up on you every now and then. It'll be a moving target. They'll never attain it. Forget all that. They're already reconciled. They've already been reconciled through Christ. That's what we're supposed to be telling God's not mad at you. You're healed. Here, watch. I'll put my hand on you and you'll feel it. It works. Stop begging God to heal people. Speak to the sickness. Stop waiting for God to heal anybody. God's not going to do nothing when you... That's not how this works. It's an inheritance. You've got to go get you some. Healing is not a reward. People ask, well, how come this preacher died? I thought he was serving God and he died young. Healing is not a reward. Your paycheck is a reward for the good little deeds you did for 40 hours for the man all week. Amen. Healing is an inheritance that God set aside for you. Will you please come get you some? Amen. Amen. You've got to have faith to come in there and say, this belongs to me, yo. I'm taking me some in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And when you're dealing with people that are not feeling good in your household... 
Mamas, every mom in the house, you listen to me now. You rebuke that off of your kid. Stop begging God. Rebuke it off of that kid. Say, in Jesus. Like it was cockroaches climbing all over your kid. Stop it, I said, in Jesus' name. Right. Amen. That works. Say, yes, pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. You got, the devil don't know you don't know how this works. Just do what I tell you to do. It'll work. Amen. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Where are we here? For God, here we are, verse the lighting in here, huh? Verse 19 looks like, for God was in Christ. Listen carefully, I'm almost done. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. That's the good news. That's the gospel. God's not mad. God's not holding nobody's sins against them. I mean, the worst person you can think of, God's not mad at him. No longer counting people's sins. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. Making his appeal through us. That's all he can do. Jesus can't. In the flesh Jesus could only do so much. There's billions of us. Jesus said it's expedient for if I, if I go away. Because if I go not away. The comforter. The parakletos cannot come. But when he has come. Right? He's going to lead you and guide you into all the truth. And you're going to take this gospel into all the world. Amen. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Speak in new tongues. Baptize the believers. Amen. Amen. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Praise the Lord. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Praise the Lord. Well, I did not get much to my notes here, but I would suggest that you study Mark chapter 11 very, very carefully because it is the Palm Sunday, almost the whole chapter is the Palm Sunday episode. He comes into the city. They didn't recognize their day of visitation. They didn't recognize that it was an opportunity for a new beginning. He wept over the city. Are we missing the day of our visitation? Are we missing the day of our visitation? Say, God, I embrace a new beginning. Everybody, stand up with me, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus.